The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blind Shell Classic 2 101 and Beyond. This is not Diane today. At least I don't think I'm Diane. And uh, I am Michael Babcock here to step in for Diane to uh, help facilitate this call today. I want to thank Brad and Cindy for your assistance with uh, helping facilitate this and making sure that it runs as smoothly as possible. If you have questions, please don't hesitate to raise your hand. If you're a phone number, we'll identify you by the last three digits of your phone number and the area code. I do have a quick presentation of content that I want to cover today. Uh, I will do a brief demonstration for people so you can hear some of the things. I'm also going to mention some resources to keep you aware so you can uh, be as independent as you want. And then we will uh, ask some ask for some questions. So I do recommend getting your hands up so that way we can get in that order. And then I'll reach out to Cindy and ask her what questions we have. So as I'm pulling up my notes of things that I want to cover on the Blind Shell Classic 2 101 and Beyond class, uh, I'm going to make the assumption that some people have seen the phone and some people have not. So please bear with me if I explain something you already know. And often what I find in this instance is uh, if someone's explaining something and I tune out, then I can miss some things. And when I actually listen to something that I think I already know, I learn something new that I may not have already known. So bear with me while we uh, go over that. And uh, one of the things that we'll talk about in the very near future is a uh, physical description of the phone. But before we get into that, I want to introduce myself for those who don't know who I am and uh, how I am associated with Blind Shell. Uh, full transparency, I work with AT Guys. We are an authorized reseller of the Blind Shell Classic 2. I do not work with Blind Shell USA, nor do I work for Blind Shell in Prague, Czech Republic. What I know is knowledge that I've gathered while using the phone, talking to other individuals, and uh, teaching other people how to use the phone. If I don't have an answer for you, I may ask you to reach out to me, and I'll give you a support email address to reach out to me via, and then we'll follow up with you with an actual answer. By the end of today, I expect to have hopefully some of your questions answered, uh, if not most of them. But you're also going to have a great understanding of the physical description of the Blind Shell Classic 2. We're going to talk about navigating the phone and a few different ways that you can use to navigate the phone. And when I put this together, I had like several other things that were listed out. So we may talk about them, but those are the two big objectives that I want to cover today. Uh, some of those additional things might include some advanced navigation methods. If you are like, well, you know, I don't like pressing the down button seven times until I hear the thing I want and then pressing OK. There's ways to accomplish that a little faster, and we'll talk about those. So... Well, I guess let's get into the physical description of the Blind Shell Classic 2. Now, I'm going to explain this to you as if you were holding it in your right hand, because that is how I'm holding it, and I am physically exploring the phone with my left index finger. So, when I'm holding this phone, I'm holding it with the screen at the top and the keypad towards the bottom, and both the screen and keypad are facing my chest. So I hope that helps orientate you to where things are on this Blind Shell Classic 2. So the Blind Shell Classic 2 is a rectangular device. It is substantially taller than it is wide. And there is, a, I would say, about half, a little more than half of the device is taken up with a screen. If you're completely blind, the screen may not do you any good, but it does work as a magnifier using the camera, which we'll talk about in a moment for someone who might be interested in that. And you can disable the speech functionalities or the text-to-speech functionalities on the blind shell. If you might be thinking about this for a family member or an older individual and uh, you, you're like, well, they don't need it to talk to me all the time, so I don't know if I need to get them this. You can turn that off and they can just use the screen. Uh, 
This is not a touch screen though. So you don't have to worry about touching the screen. It's not going to impact anything. Uh, you will be able to um, uh, see things on the screen, as I said, and then you can navigate the screen with the up and down arrow keys that we'll talk about in a moment. Below that screen is the keypad, and the keypad consists of two rows of um, function buttons followed by the number pad. Now, this keypad is a total of six rows down by three rows across. As I said, there's those two function button rows and then the number pad underneath that. So uh, going from left to right on the top row, you're going to feel a round dot button. This is your info button, and this is what you use in order to get information about the phone. Slide your finger to the right, and you'll feel a horizontal line. This is your up button. I call this the up or back button. If you're editing text, you can use this button to go back. And if you're in the menus, you use this button to go up. If you slide your finger to the right, again, there's another dot similar to the first button we talked about. This is the repeat button. If you press this button once, it will repeat the last thing that the blind shell said. And if you press and hold the button, it will spell the last thing that the blind shell said. Say blind shell three times fast. That is a handy phone or a handy button on the phone, especially if you have other people talking to you. And sometimes when you're in loud environments, it can definitely help to spell the last thing that the phone said. Now, going from left to right on the second row, if you have some site or you're working with someone who's able to see colors, on the left side is a round green O button. This is your OK button, and this is what you use to confirm an option. You may hear it called the confirm button, the OK button. I've heard some customers call it the enter button. The, the general principle of this button is if you want to do something and you need, and the phone needs your confirmation, this is the button you press to confirm. Slide your finger to the right and you'll feel another horizontal line. This is the down or next button. It's what you press to go to the next menu option or to move forward while editing text. Slide your finger to the right one more time and the button on the right side uh, is a red slanted line or some people call it a slash uh, back button. This is going to be the very first button you press that will be... Uh, beneficial to you for using the blind shell. You can press all these other buttons, but nothing's going to happen until you press and hold that red slash button, the second button down on the right. When you do this for the first time, you'll feel a brief vibration. We'll talk about that uh, in a moment when we get into talking about the menu. On the left edge of the phone is a vertical button. There's a volume up at the top and a volume down at the bottom. So if you need to uh, turn the volume up, press the top button, turn the volume down, press the bottom button. On the right edge, physical edge of the phone, is a, a smaller vertical button, and this has two functions. This is the button you, you use to talk to the phone, and this is also your favorite applications button. More about favorite applications in a few moments. On the top edge of the phone, going from left to right, there is a round 3.5 millimeter uh, uh, headphone jack. I couldn't think of the word headphone. A uh, female eighth inch jack. So it's what you can plug headphones in, or in today's demo, when I start showing you menus, it's plugged into my audio interface so you can clearly hear it, and it'll come through as clear as my voice. To the right of that is a smooth surface. This is a flashlight. So if you need a flashlight or if someone says, hey, I, I need to use a flashlight, or you go into the flashlight application, you're, you're wondering, where's the flashlight that it's using? It's this uh, oval, flat surface on the top right edge of the phone. Now, on the very bottom of the phone is one thing, and well, I guess there's two things. On the left corner of the very bottom of the phone, uh, you'll feel some holes. This is to put a lanyard on the blind shell if you want to hang the blind shell on a lanyard. But along the bottom edge of the phone is a USB-C port. Now, this is what you plug in to charge the phone. It's also what you can use to connect accessories to the phone, and if you need to, you can put the phone in the cradle. Uh, I'll talk about the cradle in a quick moment. I, I despise the cradle, absolutely despise it, but that's my personal opinion, uh, and I'll tell you why here in a moment. 
On the very back of the phone, there's two elements. At the very top is a smooth glass surface. This is the camera. Someone asked me the other day, why would a blind person need a camera? In this day and age, a blind person needs a camera almost more than a sighted person. So uh, this is the camera that you can use to take videos or to use uh, visual interpretation services such as Ira or Be My Eyes. Directly below that is a concaved button that's shaped like my fingertip. If anyone's curious how big my fingers are for some weird reason, it's exactly the size of this button, the tip of my finger is. And this is the SOS button. This can be assigned to, by default, it's not assigned to anything. So pressing and holding it will, um, hold on one sec. Pressing and holding it will uh, trigger a uh, the, a menu option that says, hey, you don't have a emergency contact assigned to this number. Would you like to assign someone to it? So then you can either put someone's number or name in there, and we can talk about that if people have questions. When you press and hold that in the future, then it will immediately uh, ask you if you need to call that person to press OK. So you press that OK button and it will call that emergency service, which is awesome. Um, and hopefully you never need it, but it is available if necessary. Then what you can do is use the uh, emergency contact button in order to uh, get in contact with someone. And uh, if, if it's good, especially if you uh, have, have fallen or if you just need to quickly get someone on the phone. That's a physical description of the phone. There's a back that comes off of it and a battery behind that. And underneath the battery is SIM card, two SIM card slots and a micro SD card, which I can answer questions about for that. Um, and as I said, that is what the phone physically looks like. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick pause and check with Cindy. I don't think we have any hands, but do we have any hands, Cindy? No, you do not. But oh, now okay. I'm going to tell you something. It's the second you do this, somebody raises their hand. And actually, they didn't do that. Making a liar maybe, out of may, me. Maybe, maybe I did a good job at explaining the you physical description. A, I'm glad I, you did that. Yeah, I was, I was hoping someone would raise their hand so, I didn't, so they didn't have to hear the dogs. But we're just going to jump into it now because, you know, the, the high there school is coming home. So we'll get into the next thing here. And uh, I'll interrupt as, you if somebody... Perfect. I if you appreciate. want. It's up yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll check for hands, but if it okay, cool. you know, gets more than two or three hands, then we'll go ahead okay. and you can interrupt me. Okay. So uh, I am in the process of dealing with my computer that has frozen up. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what we we're going to talk about. Hopefully I don't get things out of order. And for anyone who's curious, I just set the blind shell down on my desk, which has a touch screen, which started to move up. So that's always awkward. Anyways, uh, so the blind shell phone, as I said in the beginning, the first button that you're going to press is going to be that red slash directly above number three. It's the second button down on the right. When you press and hold this for about two seconds or a second or so, it's going to vibrate. I timed it a couple of times. Some people have told me that I'm slightly off, but 28 seconds later, let's round it up to 30. 30 seconds later, the phone will play a melody sound. This is the startup sound that you hear anytime you turn on the phone. Once you, that has played, you'll hear something like 10.13 a.m. And that said 10.13 a.m., and that gives you a good representation of where you are. So when you hear something like 10.13 a.m. or the time where you are, then that means you are on the what I call the home screen of the Blind Shell Classic 2. What this allows you to do is orientate yourself so you can quickly get back to uh, any place on the phone. Um, for example, the blind shell has a menu that we'll look, go through here in a moment. So um, the home screen, at, at this point, you can use your arrow keys to get into the menu, or you can press and hold a speed dial, or you can dial someone's number. So the home screen gives you three functionalities. That is, again, you can use your quick dial, you can dial a number, or you can access the menu. And I'm going to give you a quick exploration of the menu. If you press the down button, you'll hear call one of seven. And call is one of seven because that's the first option of seven different options in this specific menu. 
That's very important. We'll talk about that in a moment. And, and I think it's undervalued uh, in full transparency. Before I, when I normally don't do demos, I turn off that one of seven and I'll explain to you why as well. If we press down, we'll hear things like messages, two of seven, contacts, three of seven, applications, four of seven, settings, five of seven, manual, six of seven, turn off the phone, seven of seven. And you heard that high pitch beep, and some people don't realize what the high pitch beep means. The high pitch beep says that you are at the end of something. That is either the very first menu option or the very last menu option, depending on if you're pressing up or down respectively. That could also mean that you're at the beginning of an edit field and there's no other text or the end of an edit field because you've pressed your down arrow until you got to the end. A way to remember it is if you hear a high pitch beep, that means that I'm at the end. And if you keep pressing your down button and it keeps playing that high pitch beep and you're editing text and all it does is keeps repeating the last letter and playing a high pitch beep, this means you've reached the end of the edit field and you need to either continue typing or begin deleting. The high pitch beep can be a good way to orientate yourself. The blind shell will loop around. So if I press down again, call one of seven. You heard that it went to call, and that is option number one of seven. Now, let's say I want to get to my settings, and I don't want to keep pressing the down button. If you're in the menu, you can press a menu option. So if you've heard something like call one of seven, or messages one of seven, or two of seven, you can do something like press number five. Settings, five of seven. And that takes you down to the settings, so you don't have to press your down button four different times to get to the settings. One caveat to this that I think people need to be well aware of. If you're on the home screen, remember the home screen is when you press and hold the back button and it gives you the time, and you don't open the menu and you just press number five, it's going to think you want to dial the number five. Because remember, you can dial from that home screen. So you need to open the menu and then use the numbers to quickly navigate two different options. So I'm going to go into the settings by pressing the OK button, which is how you go into a menu itself. Sounds, one of 10. Now you might have heard it said sounds, one of 10. But on the last menu, it said settings, five of seven. One of 10 means that we're on the first menu option of 10 different menu options that are available. I know networks is number four. So I can either press the down arrow key until I hear it say networks, or I can press number four and hope that I'm not about to make a liar out of myself. Networks, four of 10. <sighs> Thankfully. Uh, now we're gonna press the okay button and this will open your network screen. Wi-Fi, one of five. Now yours may say one of three and not one of five. I have a SIM card in mine and so that's why it says one of five. Just know that if you hear something on my phone or someone else's phone and it doesn't sound exactly the same, it's okay to explore and see what's different that you have that others may not have available. And, and I've talked to a couple of customers who've been scared to just explore because their phone sounds different. Well, maybe I have something on my phone that you don't, or maybe <coughs> you have something on your phone that I've never wanted to put on there. So uh, just realize that if your, your menu options say a different number, the general principle is the same. If you know, for example, that number three is mobile data, three of five, and I didn't remember what it was, that's why I pressed it, then it will take you to that menu option whenever you press it. But pressing OK isn't necessarily going to break anything because you're just trying to explore the phone itself. Now I'm going to go up here to number one, which does say Wi Fi. Wi Fi, one of five. And then I'm you heard that high pitch beep? It's because number one is the first option in the menu. We'll press OK. Disable Wi-Fi, one of four. Now, if your Wi-Fi only says one of one or it doesn't say disable, it says enable, the first thing you need to do is enable your Wi-Fi. And we'll get your hand here in a couple of moments, Terry. When you press OK on that to turn on Wi-Fi, it gives you a couple of extra options. Option number two is network list. Two of four. Network list. This is how you find a list of all of the Wi-Fi networks in your area. If you didn't know, Wi-Fi will, in most instances, broadcast a Wi-Fi name or SSID is what the actual technical term is for it. When you are scanning your area, so I'll press OK on this. 
scanning networks. It will tell you scanning networks. IDK, saved, connected, one of two. And it brought up the two networks in our area. One is called IDK, because someone asked me, what do you want the name of your Wi-Fi to be? So I put IDK for, I don't know. And there is another Wi-Fi in our area as well. Actually, there's a few other ones, but for some reason, it's only seeing two of them. In this instance, you would down arrow or press OK if your Wi-Fi name comes up first. Spectrum Setup 01, 2 of 2. I'm going to pick on this Spectrum Setup 01. If I press OK, Connect to Network, 1 of 3. You'll be presented with an option to connect to the network. That's what we want to do when we find the network that we actually want to connect to. We'll press OK on that. Password. And you heard that doo-doo. That means the phone is ready for you to type. Now, I told you we'd come back to this thing on the very bottom, and uh, here's where we're coming back to it, but I'm going to explain to you the two different ways that you can accomplish this task. On the front face of the phone is a keypad. This keypad will let you type in what's called T9 uh, mode, which means that each number associates with letters and numbers that you can use to type. The letter A is the number two pressed once. The letter F is the number three pressed three times. So if you need any issue or if you have any issues with trying to learn how to type with this, feel free to reach out to someone and we can try to help you with it. Um, or on the very bottom of the phone is that USB-C port that I had mentioned. And this will allow you to connect external keyboards. At this moment in time, the blind shell does not support uh, Bluetooth keyboards at this moment in time. So that is the only way you can connect a keyboard is by using the USB-C port on the bottom if you'd rather just use a standard keyboard to type. So in this instance, we would type the password in using the front face. Let's say our password was P79RY. We would press the seven once and then seven nine. Uh, the cool thing about it is if you have numbers in your password, you can press and hold the number for a second and it will enter it. So you don't have to press seven five times because you can just press and hold it. If you need the at or period or other symbols, you can a, find those symbols under the number one by pressing it, and I believe there are 16 options associated with it. There may be more. Or what I find to be not as reliable but faster is to press and hold the pound or hash key in the bottom right-hand corner, press OK on special symbols, and then you can pick from one of the 40 symbols that are available. So, Cindy, let's pause here, and do we have any hands? Okay, Terry, go ahead. Hi, She's Terry. first. Okay, what what I'm lost on is okay when you you first uh, you're in your main menu. Yep. Okay, you can normally um, make a phone call. So yes. how does the um, how does the phone uh, know whether okay my area code is three hundred one? So if I press three, how does it know I'm not picking option three or that's the first digit in that area code? That's a, not explaining uh, really. <laughs> yep. That's a very good question. And I'm glad you asked it because I if you're not understanding it, it. Yep. Yep. So I think, I think you are doing what I have done in the past and what others do as well. And you're mixing two different screens up. So remember the main screen, the home screen, the screen that comes on after the, the melody plays when you turn your phone on, it says the time, right? So it's going to say, two notifications, 10.34 a.m. or something like that. When you hear the time pressing the number three, the phone is going to interpret that as the first number to a phone number you're trying to call or as a speed dial. It's not going to jump into the menu because on the main screen, there isn't a menu. We have to press OK to open the menu on the main screen and then it will say call one of seven. That's when you can start using things like three to get down to contacts. Um, and it will know that, oh, you're jumping in the menu, not trying to make a phone call. They never, nobody ever explained that okay part about it that yeah, I've so, ever heard. So hopefully that helps a little. So I've been using the arrow keys. Actually, so I haven't really been dealing with. And, and that's the thing with the blind shell that I think a lot of us are, are learning is you can do it multiple different ways. I find it easiest to teach people to press the OK button to open the menu because some people interpret that OK button as a menu button. That's just mentally how they interpret it. 
But if you want to just press the down button to open the menu, that's fine too. The point is you can't use number navigation until that menu is open. Otherwise, those numbers will be interpreted as a phone number. Yeah, I never understood how to open it. Like, how's it going to know um, what I'm doing if <laughs> if yeah. you're in that uh, original menu? And like, <laughs> nobody yeah, well, ever explained it that I, unless I missed it. Thanks. Well, no problem, Terry. Glad to help. And uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to shout out. And uh, Cindy, do we have any other hands right now? Mm -hmm. No, sir. I have a dead keyboard. And Brad does not have his hand up. Okay, got one. Okay, Patricia. Go ahead. Hey, Patricia. Hello. Um, that back button is awfully important, and you really rushed through when you were talking. Would you repeat the functions? I know It sounds like it turns the phone on. That's very important. But it does some other stuff you were talking about, too. Would you run through those again, please? Certainly. Yeah, I will go back through those again. Um, and now that my keyboard is connected to the right device and my computer is working, I can actually pull my notes back up, which is awesome. So uh, I will go over that back button again. Um, so let me, let me uh, boom, get over here. Okay. So I'm going to wake my phone up by pressing a button and that's something important. We'll get to explaining the back button here in a sec, Patricia. Um, but some of you might have heard a little click a moment ago and your phone might make a little click. Some people describe it as a click sound, the, the door closing I've heard it described as. Um, by default, after 30 seconds of no buttons being pressed, the phone is going to go to sleep. So what I'm going to tell you is going to preface with the fact that the phone needs to be awake. Because I've sat here for 30 seconds without pressing any buttons, I'm simply going to press any button on the phone. Password. And it said password, because remember, the last thing we were in was the Wi-Fi password. It's like, hey, uh, what's your Wi-Fi password? I don't know the Wi-Fi password. So I'm going to press back once to get out of this password field. Connect to network. One of three. And now we're back on that connect to network one of three. Okay, so now here's where Patricia was asking about this. This back button is what you use to turn on the phone. So you press and hold it, it'll turn on. After that melody, it plays the time and that's your main screen. Anywhere in the phone, if the phone is awake, I can press and hold this back button. 10.27 a.m. And now it said the time. So now I can either press okay to open the menu Call, one of seven. Sound familiar? Now we're back at the call, so the main screen. So let's go back to the time. 10.27 a.m. And we got there by pressing and holding the back button from anywhere within the phone. The only time pressing and holding the back button will not work is if you're editing text. If you're editing text and you're writing um, and you press and hold the back button, that's going to erase all of the text that you have in that edit field or in that edit box that you're writing in. So just be aware of that. And then you have to press the back button again to get out of the edit field, which is what we did. And then you can press and hold it to get to the time. Um, so that's how you access the time from the blind shell and get back to that main screen and the importance of that back button. And then one last thing with that is if you're inside of settings and you press back, that'll take you out of settings and back to the main menu. Does that help a little, Patricia? Yes, thank you. No problem. All right. And since I am not seeing that we have any other hands here, no, I will rely sure. on... What was that, Cindy? I said, no, sir, you don't. All right. I'm keeping say, an I, eye out. I will rely on you to interrupt me to uh, let me know if someone does uh, jump in there. Okay. All right. So uh, I explained to you how to use the tactile buttons to navigate the phone by pressing the number that's associated with the menu option that you would like. However, another thing that might be important to be aware of is if you press and hold the up or down button respectively, this will take you to the top or bottom of the menu. So if you're in the middle of your contacts or you're in the middle of a menu and you're like, what I need is at the top or at the bottom of this menu, you can press and hold that up or down button to get to that section. And then you can either use your up and down buttons to navigate the menu from there. And remember, in the blind shell, all menus will loop around. So if you get to the very last option, then you can always press the down button to go back to the very first option, which can be confusing in some instances, but it also has some uh, uh, substantial useful um, abilities.
Now, I'm going to go ahead and uh, explain to you about this, uh, a couple of these buttons. So actually, I want to, uh, give me one second. There we go. All right. So the favorites button is on the right edge of the phone. And the blind shell supports third-party applications, which means there are additional functionality on the blind shell phone that not everyone has to take advantage of, but it's available if you want. So for example, I see someone here has asked me a couple of times for directions for joining a Zoom meeting, and hopefully she finally got them, both the long way and the short way from email. And the blind shell classic two will allow you to do that, which is amazing, but you don't have to do that. So the favorite applications button will allow you to save a list of applications that you would prefer to use on a regular basis. And today, before we jump to one of these questions, I'm gonna walk you through the process of adding a favorite application to your favorites button. And then uh, I'm gonna give you a quick overview. And I see- Well, Michael, see... you have two hands up. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say, I see Catherine raise her hand and someone else. Yeah, yeah so got to. I got my hand quick. on the button. <laughs> okay, Wes Martin, go ahead. Hey, Wes. Hey, Michael. Uh, just wondering, this isn't about the favorite applications. It's kind of off topic. Sorry That's about fine. that. But I was just thinking when you were talking about the phone going to sleep, is there a way to set a password or PIN or some kind of security measure for the blind shell when it wakes up? At this time, no. Okay. That is okay. a that is a well-requested feature okay. to blind shell, and I would recommend sending an email just to add to the request for it. But no, right now there is not. Okay, I don't have one, but just wondering. Yeah, perfect. Thanks a lot, and I appreciate it. Okay, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Michael. Um, to answer your question, no, I have not received the um, short way and the long way to enter the Zoom meeting information. Okay. Um, so so, so yeah, I, don't I haven't know gotten either one. Email, but I have a resource for you that I'm going to share uh, by the end of this call as well that will solve that problem. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. No problem. And, and see, she knew who I was talking about. Uh, Catherine and I have been trying to get this email to her for like weeks now, it seems <laughs> like. I don't know what's happening, but I, something, I something's like a mess. Something yeah, is, no, is, thank is you fishy. so much. No, no problem, Catherine. We will definitely get that taken care of. I saw your name. I'm like, oh, oh, I've got to address this because she's here. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, thank uh, you. Yep, no problem. And and as I mentioned to Catherine, I'm going to mention a couple of resources people can can take advantage of if you need some additional support on the blind shell uh, that's outside of these classes and that's outside of the um, – uh, talking points, which Diane and Barry host every other Thursday. So we'll talk about those in a couple of minutes. Now, what I was doing is I was going to go ahead and show you this favorite applications button, and I'm going to show you this in action. 10.33 a.m. That tells me that I'm on the main screen, so I'm going to open our menu, and I'm going to go through this fairly quickly. I'll be glad to explain anything in more detail if you'd like. Call one of seven. We'll go to settings. Settings. Five of seven. Sounds. One of ten. And I believe the option I want is number five. Favorite applications. Five of ten. It's like I've done this before. Press OK. Add favorite application. One of one. And the only option we have here is to add favorite applications because right now I don't have any favorite applications. Let me give you one quick caveat. If you press the favorite applications button by itself. List of favorite applications is empty. Add favorite application. One of one. Takes you to the same exact place that I was just at by going to settings and favorite applications, which is yet another representation of the ability to do things multiple different ways on the blind shell. When you do have favorite applications, the very last option in this menu is add favorite applications. However, if you'd like to reorganize your favorite applications, you need to know to go to settings and then favorite applications. And that's why I showed you both ways of doing it. So let's press OK. Alarm, one of 28. Right now there are 28 applications on this phone and that changes quite regularly because I, er I erase it, reset it. It's, it's my demo phone, so I have no important, well, I mean, I have some important information here, but let's find, I'm gonna add email to my favorite applications. Camera, six of 28. No, oh, six isn't quite high enough. Let's go nine. FM radio, 
9 of 28. A little bit too high. We can just press our up arrow. Email, 8 of 28. And then we'll press OK on that. Email has been added to favorites. Email, 1 of 2. So now I'm going to press and hold my back button real quick. 10.35 a.m. And now we're all familiar with the fact that we're at the home screen where we can either press OK to open a menu or dial a phone number. But if I press the right button, remember last time it said I had no favorite applications and the only option was to add a new favorite application. Email, one of two. Now there are two menu options here. So if I go up to email, uh, so if I go up to add new. Add favorite application, two of two. Add favorite application and press OK. Alarm. One of 28. Now I'm going to go through here and I'm going to add the calendar, email, FM, flashlight, images, internet browser. I'll add the internet browser. has been added to favorites. And I'm going to add one other one. YouTube. YouTube has been added to favorites. Let's add two other ones. So as you can see, I can just quickly go through and now I'm just skimming through my applications. And I want the podcast player, so we'll press OK on that. Podcast player has been added to favorites. 10.36 a.m. Okay, so we're at the time, and I'm going to open that favorite applications list so you can see it, and then I'm going to show you how to reorganize it, and then we'll take any questions if people have them there. Press your right button. Email, one of five. And as you can hear, now I have five. I have email. Internet browser, two of YouTube, three of five. Podcast player, four of five. Add favorite application. Five of five. Well, I am a podcast junkie. I love podcasts. I produce plenty of them myself. And I want Podcast Player to be the first thing I see when I press that favorite applications button because I want to go in and listen to some podcasts. So in order to reorganize it, once you have all the applications added to your favorites, let's press and hold our back button. 10.36 a.m. We'll press OK, followed by 5, and then OK. Call. Setting. Sounds. 1 of 10. We'll press 5 OK. Favorite email, one of five. And now you can see a list of all of your applications. So I'm going to locate the podcast application. For me, it's going to be faster to press the up button to get there. Add favorite application, podcast player, four of five. And then if I press OK. Delete from favorites, one of three. Hey, look, I can delete it from my favorites, or I can choose option two. Move up in the list, two of three. And I'll do that. Item moved up, podcast player. Three of five. So now podcast player is three of five. I'm going to move this up to one of five. Delete move up. Item move. Podca pod delete from favorites. Move up in the list. Item moved up. Podcast player. One of five. So now if we press and hold the back button. 10.37 a.m. And then we press the right side button. Podcast player. One of five. And then we can press OK. Recent episodes. One of six. And we're in the podcast player. So anywhere on the Blind Shell Classic 2, you can press that favorites application button in order to bring up a list of your favorite applications unless you're typing because pressing and holding that button will also enable the dictation function. So that's a quick overview of how to quickly configure your favorite applications. As you heard, it said one of five. If I knew that my YouTube application now was option number four, and I wanted to quickly access YouTube, you can press that right edge button, and then it'll tell you your, your favorite applications, press number four, followed by okay, and then that will open your fourth favorite or whatever menu option you want. Because your favorites menu is a menu too, which means when you get to familiar with where the elements are in the menu, you can quickly navigate to those and then press the OK to trigger those menu options. Cindy, I'm not seeing any hands. Am I seeing correctly? I'm sorry. Well, maybe you're doing such a good job. <laughs> no, you're no answering the questions for people. I want, yeah, you know, I just want to verify. Right, yeah, well, don't worry, I'm still here. I'm awake. I'm listening. <laughs> well, we've got about we've got about fifteen minutes. Uh, well, I know. Uh, I'm tracking. Don't worry. I know. I, I, I will was, tell I you when it's enough. Yep, I was letting listeners know that we have that. So if you have any questions, go ahead and get your hands up. That way, we can definitely address those. The dog's questions don't count though, because he thinks he knows everything. Yeah, he um, does. I told you guys I would mention some caveats to some of these navigation buttons. And uh, one thing that it took me a little while to learn was the info button on the top left-hand corner. And the functionalities that this button has, 
Uh, here, I'm going to throw in some wish lists for Blind Shell. So if people are listening, or Diane, if you're listening, I got some wish lists here. Uh, so when you are editing, when you are not editing text, pressing the top left button is the equivalency of accessing your status bar for individuals who are used to a smartphone, such as an Android or iPhone. Let me demonstrate this real quick by pressing and holding the back button. And the phone Recent didn't episodes, do anything one of six. because the phone went to sleep. So you got to press a button to wake it up and then press and hold it. 10.40 a.m. And then you get to the time that we're already all comfortable and familiar with. Pressing the top left button for my phone will say, No notifications. One of six. Yours might have a number there. And your phone might say X amount of notifications before the time. If you press the OK button on this first menu option, that will give you a list of all of your notifications. Pressing up once will take you to delete all notifications. Press OK, and that will delete all of your notifications if you need to. Now, if we press our down button. 10.40 a.m. Monday. May 15th, 2023. And to the best of my knowledge, that is accurate. Although I was chatting with the chat bot and it kept a chat bot and it kept arguing with me and telling me today was Tuesday, which was really throwing my days off. Uh, And so this is where you go to get the current date and time and where you can also go to set up calendar and calendar events. No, unfortunately, the blind show calendar does not sync with third party services such as Google or office. If you haven't been able to tell, I've been asked that question a few times. Wi-Fi state, connected to, IDK, signal strength, 99%, 3 of 6. So as you can see, that's the Wi-Fi. So if you are connected to Wi-Fi, yours will give you those details, which is pretty awesome. Um, If you are not connected to Wi-Fi, this is where you can press OK, and that will also take you into the Wi-Fi configuration settings, which is option number four under settings if you'd like to go that way as well. Press down for option number four in the info menu. Bluetooth. Enabled, no connected devices. Four of six. This is a cool thing, and it makes for an awesome transition to what I promised Catherine earlier. So the Bluetooth option is a option that you can use currently to connect speakers and headphones. Um, hopefully that'll be expanded in the very near future to keyboards, but right now speakers and headphones can be connected via Bluetooth. Um, I recorded a podcast for a podcast show called the shell phone show. So if you search for shell phone show in your favorite podcast platform, I'll tell you why I named it that in a moment, then you'll be able to find this. And what I do is I walk you through the process of pairing uh, Bluetooth aftershocks headset to your blind shell. One of the cool things about this that's coming out this week on the Shell Phone Show is once you have your headphones paired with your phone, you can actually use the multifunction button on the side of them to trigger Alexa anywhere in the operating system. Cancel! Anywhere in the operating system. Gotta love live demos. Uh, so, so that is something that will be coming out in the near future. Signal strength 75% 4G. Carriermint. Mobile data disabled. Five of six. So that tells me that I'm on the Mint carrier. Uh, Mint Mobile is the SIM card that I have in this phone. My uh, signal strength is 75%, and my mobile data is disabled. So if I want to use the internet, I have to be connected to Wi-Fi. If you want, you can press OK on this menu option. That'll take you into your mobile data settings, and you can go ahead and enable mobile data if you want to be able to use the internet when you're not connected to a Wi-Fi Battery network. Battery state, 76%. Six of six. And I pressed the down button before I was done talking, and I am guilty of that. So just to repeat, if you uh, want to use the internet while you're connected, to, while you're not connected to a Wi-Fi network, you need to go turn on mobile data um, for that case. Now you heard that high pitch beep, which, if you might remember, means we're at the last menu option, and it told me option six of six is seventy-six percent battery. So at this time, the best way to get your battery is to press that info button, followed by the up button anywhere within the operating system. Now, if you're writing text, let's say you're writing an email or you're writing a e- uh, text message or you're doing a search on the Googles or you're, you're just trying to use your phone and input text and you press that top left button because you're wondering what your battery is like and your phone says characters or your phone says words, it's not doing anything wrong. It's doing what it's supposed to be. And here's my complaint for Blind Shell. Let me navigate by more than just characters and words. 
oh, it's very frustrating when you're trying to read an agenda and uh, you have you lose your focus and you have to go word by word to the beginning of the agenda of a meeting. Uh, it would be nice if we could do line by line. But that is how that info button works, is pressing the top left button will switch you to characters or words, and then pressing the down or up button will move you forward or back respectively by the granularity that you've set it to, either characters or words. Now, there are some settings in the blind shell that allow you to configure how information is presented to you when you're interacting with that information. And that's like, what are you, what are you talking about, Michael? Let's go take a look. Battery state, 10.45 a.m. So we're going to press the OK button to open the menu. Call Option one of number seven. five. Settings. Five of seven. Can you see now why sometimes I turn those of sevens off? Uh, when I become familiar with how many menu options there are, I then quickly am uh, able to turn off some of these notifications. And here in a moment, you'll see where you do that as well. We'll press OK on settings. Sounds. One of ten. And this was a little confusing for me when I first got started with the blind shell um, because I was not expecting it to be in here. But if you go into sounds by pressing OK. Profiles. One of seven. And then choose voice output. Four of seven. Option number four, which is voice output. Speech rate. One of seven. You can adjust your speech rate here, but let's see what other things we can adjust. Voice variant. Two of seven. Language detection. Three of seven. Incoming call caller announcement. Four of seven. That's where you go if you wanted to tell you who called you uh, when you when they call. And then if you need to repeat it, press that top right button. Locked keyboard announcement, five of seven. Menu position indication, six of seven. Voice output muting, seven of seven. So I'm gonna give you a quick demonstration of that same menu in a second. We're gonna go up. Menu position indication, six of seven. Indicate position in the menu selected, one of two. And I went into that menu option by pressing okay. We'll press down to. Don't indicate position in the menu not selected, two of two. And then we'll press okay. Don't indicate position in the Now menu if I press selected. my back button. Menu position indication. And then I can, I'll go up to this menu. Lock keyboard announcement. Incoming call caller announcement. See, it's so much less Language wordy. detection. Makes me a lot happier. Uh, so that's how you can go in and make some configurations is under the sounds menu option, choose number four, under settings uh, in the menu. Go to sounds, choose option number four for voice output, and then you can make some configurations, including to the speed. Voice variant. Um, I'm using this female voice variant, honestly, because it's the default and it's working just fine for me, but there are eight different voice variants that are available. And then if you go in, you can also change your language to be able to get additional voice variants available if, if you speak multiple different languages. So um, that is a recap of how you can navigate the phone, how you can quickly get to information that you might need in the phone, and then you can also navigate uh, to different elements Podcast that you might player. need to uh, get to. And we went over setting up favorite podcast uh, or favorite applications, including the podcast player. Now, I promise you all, because we're at 48 right now, so I am watching the time, that I would tell you how he came up with the shell phone show. So, while I tell you this story, unless anyone else has any questions, we can wrap it up a little early today. Uh, but if you have questions, get your hands up fairly quickly, and Cindy will let me know. So, when the blind shell phone first came out, I can't tell you how many people called AT guys saying, I want to get that shell phone show. I or, I want to get that shell phone. I want to get that phone that... The, the the blind the blind something the the shell I want to get the shell phone the phone for all the shell stuff and like everyone just kept saying I want that shell phone and instead of cell phone show because I bet there's something out there called the cell phone show I said why not come up with something called the shell phone show and uh, then it, it gives me the opportunity and what I'm doing in the shell phone show is uh, three times a week and i need to get back onto a schedule usually in the afternoons is when it's publishing monday wednesday and friday you're going to receive a 10 minutes or less audio content that will teach you how to do something on the blind shell classic too and i think that's important because it's not a lot of fluff it's just uh you need to go in here and do this and this is what you need to do in order to accomplish a task that you're trying to accomplish 
on the blind shell classic too cindy do we have any hands yes sir we do okay carla and i'm bet you sparky's got a thing to say <laughs> no matter what okay carla go for it can you hear us yep yep Okay, Sparky, my dog, participates all the time, and he's having nightmares right now, and he wants you to help him. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, they are eliminating AM from a lot of cars, and I heard an interview the other day that if you text 52886 and write in AM, you can get your congressman, you know, you can inform your congressman that you want them to um, preserve am and if it goes away from cars they'll try to get rid of it and uh, so he's he, he listens to am all the time and he's having gotcha. nightmares so okay. we would like to know how you know if you get something like that that says um text such and such to such and such a number what is the best procedure for doing that yep so for me uh I, here i'm going to walk you through this process of what i would do i would press my back button to get to the home screen Podcast play. And we'll do that. 10 50 a.m. And then if we go down, I'm sorry, if we press the OK to open the menu, call, choose option number two, messages. I was waiting for it to tell me how many menu options there were, and I forgot I disabled that. Press OK. Write SMS to contact. And then if we go down one, write SMS to number. It says write SMS to number. We'll press OK on this. Number. And then the first thing it says is number because you're shown three different menu options. You have number, text, text, send and message. send message. So we'll go up to number, text, number. We'll press okay. Number. And I already forgot that number, so I'm going to say that the number you said was 52886. Five, eight, eight, so we put in 52886. You're, right. you're ah, right. I'm good. Okay. So then we'll press okay now that we've entered that number. Number 52886. And as you can see, it says number 52886. If we press down arrow, text, text, and that says, well, what do we want to write? So I'm going to press OK. Text. That doo-doo, or doo-doo, uh, however you want to do it, says it's ready for text. So I'm going to write the, the AM. So that's going to actually be kind of easy. We're going to press 2 once. Capital A. And then we'll press two, uh, 6 once. M. And then we'll press OK. Text, AM. And it says text am because am is am is how the the screen reader is reading it. And then you press down once. Send message. And then you can press OK. Message sent. To send Write SMS message. to number. Does that help? Yes. And Sparky is hoping that, and I am too, that we all do this because they may, there may come a day when am goes away and we wouldn't want that because it's very important. So Sparky thanks you and says hello to your dog. Well, hello, and uh, thank you to Sparky for asking. Uh, Cindy, do we have any other hands? Otherwise, I think um, we did good on time. No, sir. You do okay. not. Okay. Well, we appreciate everyone joining. Uh, real quick recap. Blind Shell 101 and Beyond. Blind Shell Classic 2 101 and Beyond is available in ACB Community at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern every Monday. It's also streamed on ACB Media 5. And if you want to participate live, you can visit acb.community for more information about how to get involved with ACB Communities and what you need to do to get the regular email list uh, and then i do believe blind shell 101 calls are turned into podcasts i think if oh they not, are okay good mm -hmm. uh then i also know you can check out the shell phone show on your favorite podcast <laughs> platform to learn how to say how to, how to say that three times fast how to do something on the blind shell classic too and uh, get success with it and again thank you to cindy brad and all of you for participating and listening today and check out the uh blindshellusa.com website i might as well give them a plug for that as well